Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a malicious compliance story with the government of China. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I need to pay for the pastor's gift when I can barely afford rent. Fine, then get your own computer. This happened several years ago, back when I was part of a Christian cult church and in leadership. Also, I'm writing this on mobile, so sorry if it looks funky. Anyways, on to the story. Back when I was 22 and a young, impressionable young adult, I was part of the media team for this church. We were responsible for creating videos and flyers, as well as posting on social media and taking pictures, etc. This was volunteer work, but the pastor, we'll call him Pastor Corruption, was an anal, cold-hearted dictator of the religious institution who would often give us last-minute projects that would keep us up all night in order to make a video to play during service the next day. We averaged three to five hours of sleep per night, but this was while I was in school, so during this time, in order to stay on top of my homework and other projects, I would average closer to two to three hours per night, and to be honest, I'm not sure how I survived with only having occasional bouts of wanting to end things ideation and paranoia or delusions. Pastor Corruption loved money. He had a giant six-bedroom house for himself and his wife, only complete with heated driveways and the latest model Cadillac, which sat atop of said driveway. The church building itself was overinflated, which sat close to a thousand, but maybe had a congregation of only 400 or so. More than Pastor Corruption loved money, he loved other people's money. 70% of the sermons were regarding how you need to give the shirt off your back to the church, or else you didn't love God and were going to heck. Which is ironic, considering that their accountant had been caught embezzling funds in the past. This went beyond tithes, which was 10% of what you make, and included pledges, fundraisers, giving for church events, and going for retreats that made a profit from the attendees. Pastor Corruption and his pack of goons, aka associate pastors, who also shamed you for not giving money and being poor, would openly brag about how God blessed them after these rounds of extortion. Well, one day, it's near Pastor Corruption's birthday, and his pack of goons decided that the pastor's car from last year's model was too old and he needed a brand new car. They took a pledge from all the ministry departments to pay for said car. The minimum pledge you were allowed to make was $300, and the media team was no exception. Me, being a broke college kid with a minimum wage part-time job, decided that was impossible and I just wasn't going to pledge anything. This led to several hour-long lectures and shaming sessions about how I was seen as a leader, I wasn't seen at all since I was always working behind the scenes, and I needed to set an example. Finally, I got fed up and worn down to the point that I confessed that I couldn't pledge because that would be taking all of my rent money. I lived with some other leaders from the church at the time and shared a room with another girl. $300 doesn't seem like a lot now, but at the time, for not even having my own space or a place for my bed, this was highway robbery, especially for a broke college kid. A girl who lived with me, who was also lecturing me, told me, just pledge the money anyway and I can pay rent later. 
Welp, I was coerced into giving the $300 for Pastor Corruption's stupid car, and now he had two brand new Cadillacs sitting in his heated driveway. Three days after rent was due, the girl who lectured me about pledging comes up and asks me for rent money. The conversation basically goes like this, I don't have it yet. She says, what do you mean you don't have it? I gave you three extra days to figure out something. I said, what am I supposed to do? Pull it out of thin air? She said, maybe you should be more responsible with your spending. I reply, I have spent $2.16 on myself in the last three weeks, and it was to get a coffee, so I don't crash my car while driving because of lack of sleep. She says, I'll give you until the end of this week, but you can't expect us to cover you any longer than that. You are being extremely selfish. Now, on top of worrying about juggling projects between school and the church, I need to worry about not getting evicted. Then I come up with a plan. I'll just pawn my laptop. My laptop was brand new, since it had just come out recently, and I decided to splurge and buy the latest model when my six-year-old laptop took a dump on me a few months before. I used it for schoolwork, but they had labs I could use on campus that would help me get by. However, the other thing I used it for was media projects for the church. You know how Pastor Corruption likes money? Well, he didn't like spending money, so the media team had a 13-year-old desktop that was overloaded with files, which severely slowed down its already laggy performance and caused it to take several hours to render videos, if they didn't fail or corrupt. When I had gotten my laptop, it was fairly decent at rendering large video files in under 10 minutes and had a ma- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Amazing clarity and graphics, so they convinced me to switch to using my laptop for all things media related rather than using the decade old desktop. I didn't mind because it didn't interfere with my schoolwork that much, but all the templates for social media and other videos and files were on my laptop now, meaning every week I was responsible for getting everything updated and handing off the final version of the file to the head of the media team. The girls I lived with would help me edit these files when we were home and were the leaders of the media team. This means that all of the recent files of projects they needed were on my laptop and no backups were made on the church-owned desktop. I pawned my laptop, got the rent money, and paid the leader without saying anything about how I managed to get the money in a single day. Saturday night rolls around, which is usually when we worked on the video files we needed for the next day, and they ask me where my laptop is so we can get started. I say, I don't have it. They say, where is it? I say, I pawned it. They said, what? I pawned it. They say, why? I needed to pay you rent. I had no other way to get you the money. 
I couldn't afford the pledge, but you graciously gave me an extra three days to pay it and make up for my rent I used to pay for the pledge. This is one of the most valuable items I own, so I figured it was the quickest way to repay you. At this point, they start freaking out. They want to go get the laptop out right then, but the pawn shop was closed, so they rush to the church and fire up the dino desktop and desperately try to recreate the videos we needed from scratch. However, they have no backups since mine was being exclusively used, and the programs and versions that I was using versus what the dino had was completely different. Think Adobe CC versus Final Cut Pro. In the end, we didn't have anything ready in time for service that Sunday morning, and the entire media team got yelled at by Pastor Corruption. I got double yelled at by the leaders on the media team, but it was worth it to see them panic. Several months later, I ended up leaving the church altogether, and was nice enough to give them all the files of stuff I had on my laptop. My only regret is being so amicable when I left, because freak that place, and freak Pastor Corruption. However, last I heard, most of the people I knew there have left, and the church is downsized considerably, and moved buildings. I assume they never got a new desktop for the media team after I left. This is one of the many outrageous aspects of this church, but it made me never want to deal with this organized religion again, and now I'm mostly agnostic. I don't know if this is just like way too deep of a cut on Christian denominations and whatnot, but it would be hilarious for OP to say this was a Lutheran church, as in a Christian denomination that's directly inspired by Martin Luther, who wrote 95 theses on why the church was wrong, mainly centering around how the church had a system where the more you donated, the more likely you were that you were going to be saved and sent to heaven. Anyways, history lesson over. This next story is... When China decided to crack down on Hong Kong's civil liberties and I as a citizen still had to pay my taxes to its oppressive government? No problem. I did it so that I actually made them lose money legally. Disclaimer, I have long since moved out of Hong Kong, so I guess I'm more or less safe now to share this story from a few years ago. TLDR, when the CCP started cracking down on civil liberties in Hong Kong as a form of passive resistance, I took advantage of a loophole in an electronic payment service while paying my taxes. I took advantage of a loophole in an electronic payment service while paying my taxes to make the CCP-controlled government actually lose money prior to deciding to emigrate. Anyway, much has been said about the Hong Kong protests of 2019-2020, so I'll not elaborate further. In 2020, when the Chinese Communist Party, unable to control the public anger from the protests and increasing police brutality, decided to use the nuclear option of severely curtailing Hong Kong's autonomy and basic civil rights that was promised to its people when the city was handed over to China in 1997, that's when I decided it was time to leave. But in the meantime, a lot of preparation needed to be made for my exit strategy. I was still in a job and still had to pay my taxes, and there was COVID which further delayed my departure by a few years. Before I finally emigrated, sometime last year, I needed to maintain as low a profile as possible, so me and my family could escape from there safely, so tax evasion was a no-no. As much as I no longer wanted to pay my taxes to pay for the salaries of the intransigent officials that were upping the ante and oppressing my fellow citizens. Instead, I discovered you could pay taxes electronically using an electronic payment service to pay for almost anything, including taxes. You could pay for stuff via mobile phone or on the internet. For every transaction made, the vendor will be charged 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Two Hong Kong dollars by the service company. If you're paying taxes, the vendor would be the government. Now notice here that they did not state a minimum amount for every transaction. Meaning that if I pay one Hong Kong dollar and the payment service charges the government two Hong Kong dollars per transaction, the government ends up making a net loss of one Hong Kong dollar. If I do it multiple times, the CCP government will lose a lot of money. And the fun thing about that, at least when I did it, it was perfectly legal. Though the main catch was that the service only lets you do up to 50 transactions a day, amounting to 50 Hong Kong dollars. The CCP government will still lose 100 Hong Kong dollars, but that was not going to stop me from sticking the finger to the CCP, so I diligently paid my taxes, dollar by dollar, day by day, using that electronic payment system. I made sure to set aside about half an hour every day after coming home from work so I could perform 50 transactions for that day. I lost count of how many months it took for me to completely clear my taxes for that year using this passive-aggressive method, and I fully realized this small resistance would barely dent the CCP government's coffers. At least I sleep in the knowledge that the taxes they use to oppress my fellow Hong Kongers will not have come from me, as I refuse to pay the CCP a single penny more. So, my assumption is that this company is a Chinese company, right? The one that operates and runs the electronic transaction service? I think the problem here is assuming that the CCP government is actually going to pay any charge sent to them by this electronic service. And for reference for anybody curious, two Hong Kong dollars translates to roughly 30 cents American, or 20 cents British pounds. Our next story is, if you don't like it, you can just leave. When I was in junior high many years ago, I was usually a quiet person. We had an older gentleman as our science teacher. About halfway through the school year, he broke his leg. I think he had been doing some work on his house and fell off a ladder. We got a substitute teacher, a middle-aged woman who told us initially she would only be subbing for about a week or two. The class was usually not too bad, but one day while she was trying to lecture, people weren't really listening and it was getting a little bit louder. She didn't really handle it well and started screaming at the whole class and ranting about our behavior and disrespect. She finally ended with, and if you don't like it, you can just leave. Now, I'd have been sitting quietly the whole time, but her yelling was quite offsetting for me. I listened to her whole rant and kind of took it personally, although I knew I shouldn't. It just kind of set me off. So, as soon as she shrieked out that last part of, you can just leave, I stood up forcefully. It pushed my chair back about four feet, I was in the back of the room. My chair scraped loudly and made that metallic sound. When I stood up, the whole class turned around and everyone just stared at me. The substitute and I just stared at each other for a few seconds. Her mouth was open and then I just walked out, slamming the door behind me. I called her bluff. I guess I have a bit of a rebellious streak in me that doesn't come out all the time, but... 
Something about her yelling and losing it in front of the class rubbed me the wrong way and brought it out in me at that moment. I took a minute, walked over and got a drink of water at the fountain, then casually walked back in the classroom. She asked where I went, very quietly, and I told her I was thirsty and wanted a drink of water. The whole class was watching me when I came back in, but after I returned, the rest of class went fine. She didn't send me to the principal's office, which I fully expected. She kept teaching the rest of the semester because the injury to our teacher was worse than they thought. She never yelled at the class again or made any more ultimatums. She and I never brought it up again. All I can say is, is if this went down in any kind of junior high or high school that I was in, OP would be like the talk of the school, but like the hushed whispers, kind of thing that teachers wouldn't pick up on unless they were like really trying to listen in and eavesdrop. We definitely had this kind of thing going on in our middle school too. There was this one teacher, I can't remember what exactly the class was, but I remember it being way different from everything else. I don't know if it was like a less involved like home economics type thing. It was just a really odd class that felt like it didn't make sense to be there to begin with. But she was the kind of teacher where if you pushed her buttons just the right way, she would blow up at you. I heard some people claim that she threw books at some kids. In my class, there was a situation where one of the kids mentioned God, and she started getting so worked up over it, saying stuff like, don't talk about God in this class, and getting really worked up about it. At some point, she said, go see the principal to the kid that kept mentioning God. Without making any eye contact, the girl that was pushing her buttons stood up, walked right out of the classroom, loudly singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. It was just all so bizarre, but it was really one of those things where you kind of like nudge the person sitting next to you and you're like, do you see this? Can you believe this? I mean, it was so rare to see a teacher so flustered and worked up like that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.